now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, Gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. What is this? October 21st, 2020. Uh, I've got a big Lions Club meeting tonight where I get to do a presentation to a police department where we raised over $1,000 to help them to help the police department so they can buy some body cams and and different things so we're really pleased about that wondering how much longer we're going to be able to get to do these in-person meetings here for a while but we don't know and then i'm on my way back to florida for some medical tests and get that over with and back home and we will have a big election day special all evening there'll be a crack panel of people and we'll be researching and bringing you some result of uh, some results a lot of results so that's kind of what we're doing i think we've got a full panel here this morning let's see let's start with jeff in albany 
Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you guys are listening, we'll say hello to everybody in Albany, New York, where it's 51 degrees. Today's high is going to be 71 degrees, and I am happy about it because I do not like winter. Of course, why am I here in the Northeast? Right. <laughs> Everything right. is doing good here, Bill. Thank you. All right, let's keep it in Albany, and JR is joining us this morning. JR. Well, good morning to everybody. Uh, Here's JR. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, call sign N2PEQ um, uh, for those amateurs that might be listening. And uh, just was very happy uh, just uh, putting in my, sending in my uh, log for last weekend's New York QSO party law uh, contest and our party actually uh, made over 320 uh, contacts in about 12 hours of work time. Oh. So kind of fun. Yeah, well, that's good. Thanks for sitting in with us this morning. You'll be chiming in all morning long. Let's go all the way downstairs from me. I'm way up high, and Jenny is in her office. How are you this morning, Jenny? I'm good now that I can hear again. I woke up this morning and my head was roaring. I thought something was going on in the house, and I got up and turned on water and I couldn't hear a thing and I thought oh no not this again today I don't have time for that so luckily I was able to flush my ear out and I can hear now yeah because you've not been hearing well for the past three or four days we're getting in a shape here but hey we got to keep hanging in there all right let's go to the to the to the to Chris and Dave we're good. Um, everything's good here. It's in the 50s, headed for 79 today. Now, today would have been the day to grill. Yeah, but it's going to be nice today, tomorrow, and Friday. So I decided if we grilled yesterday, then we'd grill again tomorrow or Friday. But is tomorrow, don't you go with Donna? No, no. No. Um, we went with Donna last week, so probably not. Probably not. So you you have to hang out with the rest of us. I'll be at the airport tomorrow. <laughs> hoping, yeah. hoping I can get there in time for tomorrow night. We land at 440 in Fort Myers. So this is hoping I just fire the computer on and the computer will be fine. We will see. But anyway, um, let's go to Radio Tim. Good morning. Just thought I'd mention that uh, Robbie the Robot got it wrong. My countdown this week is from 1971. He won't get rid of my countdown from last week. I don't know what the deal is there. But, I thought uh, I saw two of those. I keep trying to delete it, and it keeps coming back. <laughs> you Try doing mean. a shift delete and see if that works, Tim. Uh, I've been doing that. <laughs> That's yeah, the way I, mean, I always No do matter it. what you do, it comes back. And it's kind of like that old Sonny James song I get requests for. The cat came back. The yeah, or, day, yeah, or there's the uh, MTA, and he didn't yeah. ever return. Anyway, uh, and uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention? Oh, uh, interesting uh, weather here. We uh, we got nine inches of snow yesterday, or eight point nine. I guess that's close enough to nine. And uh, you can keep it. Yeah, believe me, you can keep it, Tim. I I shoveled. Our high today is thirty six. Our low tonight is thirty three. So yuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great weather. Before we start going around the panel, I'm going to ask a question, and I want you, the listeners, to think about it. We've been doing a show on Sunday night, the Sports Lounge. 
And these listeners are, they're just tanking, tanking week after week after week. Is there something we're doing wrong on that show? If, if you've got any suggestions or input or things you would like to see, should I move the show to a different night? Should we shorten the show? Just give me some ideas because I'm running out of ideas. So, um, let me know what you think. Okay, Jeff, do we have any raised hands? Yes, we do. And I'm, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself, Joe, out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, please. And, okay, th- thank you. got it. You got it. Go ahead. Uh, thank you very much here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 43 degrees, clear skies up to 81. We're still having record-breaking temperatures. And the Kingston Trio and Charlie and the MTA is one of my all-time favorite songs. And I just love to pull it up on my iPhone. Oh, man. That's a good show, or the Hotel California. You can't check, <laughs> you can check in, but you can't check out that file. Maybe, maybe there's a setting. I don't know, but anyway, it happens. Sometimes you're thankful that something does come back that you didn't want to leave, but these things just keep coming, coming, coming back. So, all right, who's next, Jeff? Uh, Gail, would you unmute yourself, please? Go ahead, Gail. Hi, everybody. Um, I I agree as far as the Kingston Trio. I love that, and I love the song, The Cat Came Back. I don't know who it's by. I can't remember who it's by, but I, I think I requested it the other day, or I sent an email or a tweet to Tim, but sometime along the way. <laughs> if someone could throw that in for me, that would be nice. Um, we'll, we'll play your Sonny James song, The Cat Came Back. Um, especially especially if it just decides to meow. I mean, I know I'm crazy, but I do appreciate everything the the legend is doing. I don't I'm not a sports person myself, so I've never listened to the you know sports lounge, but that's just me. I hope you can get that thing going right. Yeah, I'd like I to pray guys, that guys everything goes well. A lot of work into it, but there's you you always look at it and you know you can do things better. But that's about all I have to say now. All right. Well, what is it? Don't stand down, stand by, or whatever it is. I've heard that lately. So we'll, we'll who's next, Jeff? Okay, we got, uh, uh, we've got Bill. Would you mind mute yourself, please? Yeah, Bill out now, out in the Chicago. Yeah, I got it. You Go ahead, it. Bill. Uh, okay, number one, it's about 50 degrees here. We're supposed to get to the mid-50s. We're supposed to be upper 70s tomorrow on Friday, back down to the 40s and 50s. Supposed to get rain later on today. And sorry, yeah, I heard about your snow, Tim. You can keep that up there for a while. I don't need snow yet. And also, uh, Joe mentioned the Kingston Trio. Uh, back in the early 60s, or mid, early 60s to mid 60s, I knew one of the Kingston Trio guys that sang with them back then, Mike Hurd. His name, his uncle was Andrew Wyatt, a great Western painter. And I still keep in touch with him now and then. So they were a great trio. Good stuff. They I had several, several, several other people in the group off and on, but he was yeah. one of them at one time. I, I know there were at least two incarnations of the Kingston Trio. I don't think, and I don't right. know if any of the original members are still alive anymore. But uh, uh, no, I don't think I don't know if the original ones are not. But I know Mike Hurd's still. I don't know if the, I can't think of the guy who started them. His name was Bill something. I think that really that was there because he was with the group the whole time. Well, that kind of goes into this subject. 
Bill. We've got a new program coming for the legend. It's not a not a program program, but it's to help or it can help the presenter on the air if they invest in it. And it's called Muse, M-U-S-E. And what it does is, let's say you mentioned the Kingston Trio. I type in a few words and it gives me all of their hits when they charted background information on the group. When I'm doing, and I'm really trying to work hard at this and we'll work even harder at it. I believe when you do a show, you also need to entertain and inform your listeners. And I think having timely information about what you're hearing on the radio is very, very important. So well, I agree with you there, because sometimes sometime you're kind of interested. Well, well, because sometimes they'll, they'll play a song and they'll come back and they'll say, well, especially when Roby's going, you know, say, what was the name of that song? I don't remember, but about the song or the people who performed with it. That's yeah. interesting because I, I looked that stuff up myself. I never, so it's a new, it's a new, what, new site, M-U-S-E? I'll no, it's called Muse, M-U-S-E. And yeah, I'll have to try yeah. that one, look up stuff. Too. Well, you won't be able to look it up because it's strictly for, but. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, well, I, but I find, you, you I find requested, anyways, but. yeah, you requested a song the other day and I'm trying to remember. Oh, the Don Cornell one? Don <laughs> Cornell. Like, I wanted information about Don Cornell. And I pulled him by my said, this guy sounds like an opera singer. Uh, but anyway, but the point is they want to hear a lot of music, but I also think they want to know kind of what's going on and to be informed when you turn on your radio just a little bit. I mean, anybody can play 25 or 30 songs an hour. I guess that's what they like. But good comments, Bill. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Another thing. I happened to, I happened to have you on earlier this morning. Oh, it was about 3 o'clock Chicago time. I, um, I Googled Dot here with a bit. I clicked on to you. And you had some real great songs at that time by Roby. I don't know if you arranged those or somebody, but it was all kind of all the novelty songs. It was really, they had all kinds of them, you know, from, I forget all the names of them now because I was uh, half asleep, but I could hear them, but it was really, really great. You know, so accidents. They were they, they were from, they were from the 50s. Right. Well, they accidents happen. You know, every once in a while we get something right, but they do, <laughs> <laughs> they, they happen every once in a while. <laughs> but they were good. They were some of the old songs you never heard of before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why they're but, on at three o'clock. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either, but Don Cornell was a great—he uh, was a great singer. Yeah, he, he had—he had a lot of stuff out. He put a lot of stuff out. He—he he was still singing, I think, up even until the—I don't think—up in the '80s, I think. But I don't think he became that popular. I think if, that... if you—if you go in and if you Google him or go in and look at him, like you probably did, you can find him. You can find on YouTube a whole bunch of his songs. Yeah, Don Cornell stuff. It's kind of like Slim Whitman. Once you hear it, you don't want to hear it again. But a lot of people like that, so good stuff, Bill. I better get a few more calls. All right. Next is uh, next is David Meyer. We haven't heard from him in a long time. And David in Chicago. Can you unmute yourself, Dave? Yes, I think so. You are unmuted. Um, Go ahead, sir. Okay. I'm a sports junkie, and unfortunately, I keep forgetting about the sports show. Um, 
but I do have a thought about it nonetheless. I wonder if it's possible that it would uh, work better during another evening because there's so much football being played during the actual time of the show. We're considering moving it to Tuesday evenings after Abby's show, and it would come on at 5 o'clock your time. I don't know if that's a bad time or 6 o'clock. It would come on on the Tuesday evening when the week of sports is wrapped up. And so we could cover the whole week and and those type of things. I've heard people tell me, I like it, but I don't like you to read all the stats from 73 different leagues and this team or do 10, 15, 20 minutes on, you know, you don't want to see anybody pass away, but somebody that played back in 1951 that went obscure people that, you know, um, you know, like last week we had a passing way of Joe Morgan. Well, that was quite popular. Okay. I mean, Joe Morgan was a Hall of Famer, but um, those are things, you know, like that, David, where people, um, you know, they may not necessarily want 15 or 20 minutes of people just reading people they may have heard of or not heard of. Um, they seem to like maybe like we did a topic last week. What was your most disappointing sports uh, memories? In other words, what you know, what team? Maybe the Bears for you, or the Cubs, the White Sox. You know, and they and Tim could go on about the Twins or those type of things. So I think maybe they want more discussion or more involvement. I mean, you know, those types of things. Anything else, Dave? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Would one use the same ID for the sports show as you use for the coffee club? Um, no. There is a different one. However, that that may change at some point in time. So it 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 may change at some point in time. We we well we'll be seeing about that but we can also if you drop me an email I'll send you the link or um if you join the mailing list but whatever but we'll make sure you get it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, David. Okay, Tim, is anybody next? No, we're all we're all caught up. We're all caught up. Yes, sir. All right. So no calls. No calls. And, Bill, maybe you want to talk. I mean, I mean, Tim, and this is up to you, Bill. Briefly about Sid Hartman. I know it's uh, you've talked about it, but uh, yes, you, you I guys did. Have- and we did. That's another thing I did last week was put a a um, thing about Sid Hartman, who well, Tim can tell me, you know, a lot more about him than I am, but he passed away last Sunday. I did a three-minute thing from WCCO, and he was 100 years old, but a newspaper writer actually never graduated from high school. And we'll talk about him on All Things Radio because I have a three-minute feature that's after the radio news. But I thought maybe, Tim, if you briefly want to talk about him, you know, because you seem to enjoy him, actually, from what I remember. Yeah, he was uh, a character. <laughs> that's the best way to describe him. He was a lot of fun to listen to. He uh, um, was on, well, he started by selling newspapers at the age of eight for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So... And and ended up 
I think he started actually writing for the Star Tribune in 1940. Um, so he was writing for them for, what would that be, 80 years, basically. Because <laughs> he, he wrote his last, well, they posted his last sports column on Sunday, this last Sunday. Was it a football-related column? Because I know that he wrote about football on Sunday. You know, I didn't ever see it because uh, <laughs> Newsline didn't ever post his columns, or usually didn't. Hmm. Um, they're evidently not available. I mean, you they're in the pay version of the Star Tribune, and I think that's why. But a lot of times they weren't ever in on Newsline. Was he... Um... When was he last on the air, Tim? I think it was about two weeks ago, because he used to come on a lot of times at at 7.40 in the morning and do just kind of a sports update from the previous night, like for Twins and Vikings and was stuff like that. Was he sick at the end? Did you, did you know it was coming? I don't think they did. Um, at least uh, his, son, his son, Chad, is... Um, uh, a talk show host on WCCO from noon to three every day, and uh, he uh, he just said that um, he posted on Twitter that his dad had died. I saw that on Sunday, right during the Vikings game, and and that's how I found it about it because you posted it on Twitter as well. Yeah, so says, once yeah. I got it, I po- I went and searched, and they had already put together a three minute segment. So. It's yeah, fitting. and and this is how much he meant to the Twin Cities. WCCO did 24 hours of basically programming about Sid. I, I'm pretty sure it was the whole 24 hours. It started at 6 a.m. Monday morning and went until I, I think it went till five or six Tuesday morning, and it was just all kinds of. Uh, clips from his shows and things like that. He started at WCCO in 1955 and uh, did. he used to do a thing called the Sports Hero where he would highlight uh, some sports figure and talk about their, their life and what they'd accomplished and things like that. For those who may want to look for this stuff, Tim, I think you can find some stuff on him on radiotapes.com, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you can. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, they always used to talk about him. He's He was terrible as far as being mechanical or, you know, of, of a radio nature and things like that. He would run around with this big old tape recorder. I don't know what it was. I, I think he was in the real to real age for a while and then he ended up going with a cassette recorder with the, with the microphone and the, the recordings aren't all that great I remember that even in the 90s and stuff like that Boy, but he yeah. never went over to using like a, a voice recorder or anything like that you know the thing I have on him uh, Tim is a feature that was produced uh, in 2000 I believe 17 I think he was 96 when they produced this feature and the reporter talking about him said that he had more energy and more strength and will and working ability than reporters who were a quarter of his age back then. Yeah, we, we yeah. did a feature on him on All Things Radio. 
So, yeah, I, I remember that. And he, uh, <laughs> uh, when I think that was when he was 96, he fell and broke his hip. And he still went to a party after that. He didn't he, know he had broken his hip, but yeah, he, he went he to a party <laughs> after that. And uh, the one thing I have to tell you that well, I thought was pretty funny about him is he had a contract with uh, Starkey Labs, which is a hearing aid manufacturer. And I remember when they first got the contract, uh, this was, uh, he used to do a show uh, on uh, Sunday mornings called The Sports Huddle, um, which was just an overall talk show about sports and things. And uh, the other host of that show said, uh, hey, Sid, let's talk about your new sponsor. <laughs> and Sid kept saying, What? <laughs> he repeated it about four or five times, and finally he understood what they were asking him. And of course, it was an ad for a hearing aid company. <laughs> that good. That really worked good. It's like they went to the TV store and, oh, let me show you how this looks. Yeah. Uh, it's a little fuzzy. It's not working so good today. Uh, this. I did that to my doctor the other day. She went in. I went in. And she's like, "Hey, how's your hearing?" I said, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is it? What are you doing today? Um, before I ask Tim another question here in a minute, do we have any other one else that wants to chime nope. in, question anybody so far, in Bill. the panel? Because JR asked me a topic last week. Oh. oh. All right, Jeff, let's take well, care got of that. Ellen, can you unmute yourself, please, Ellen? And. Boy, it's a good thing I could run that uh, pause okay. thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Ellen. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, two quick things. Um, yesterday or the other day, I got I got some new parts for my wheelchair, which is great. And we finally got our heat going, which is good. So there's huh, a couple of good things. That's, yeah, that you definitely came down need heat, and you need your wheelchair to work. Yeah, I need because around here, wheelchairs are like cars. They need maintenance. You know? Oh, yeah. They do, they do, and I'm glad you got that heat going. Yeah, me too, because at least that way we don't have to use our space heater, and, you know, like we were doing for a while at night. So What's the landlord? Just not, uh, just not fixing your heat or what? No, what happens is that they, you know, every time when they switch it from, cause this is a heating slash air conditioning unit, and it's controlled, you know, in the building. So the the you know they have to do the switchover, you know. And so they finally got that done yesterday, which is nice. Have you had cold weather yet, Bellin, at all? Because I thought it was fairly warm out there in Albuquerque so far. Um, we've been dipping down into the 40s at night, um, and then so. But now we're expecting some uh, weather coming in, starting probably tonight or whatever. But. We'll see how that all shapes out with either rain or, in some places, some snow up in the higher elevations. But um, we'll see how it all comes out because it's pretty dry around here right now. We're kind of a tinderbox. So oh. uh, just pray that we don't have – we already have one fire going. We don't need any more. Just I was going to say, safe. if you don't have heat, you can put another log on the fire. There was a country song that said, put another log on the fire. I just don't remember who did the song. But. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got him a couple another hand, Jeff. 
Yes, it's our friend from Chicago. Unmute isn't yourself, that, Bill, please. Isn't that Tom Paul Glazer? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, real real quick. Uh, Tim was mentioned about Hartman doing the uh, thing when he's doing the commercial about uh, hearing aids with a little humor. Well, last Saturday, there's a radio show that Bill knows about called Those Were the Days. It's been on for oh, about 50, over 50 years now. But, <clears throat> excuse me, he was playing a 1936 shadow show. And the shadow was talking to a guy on death row in the holding cell. And he told the guy to, to picture it in your mind. And the guy who was playing the part in 1936, he said, oh, you mean like television? And and uh, the shadow then said, yes. Well, most people don't realize, because I called the station, they didn't even catch it. I caught it during the show. In 1936, television was in its infancy because they showed television in the 1939 World's Fair. And then the World War II broke out, and they, the military took it over. That's why most people don't think about television until roughly in the late 40s, early 50s. But it was interesting because the radio host hadn't even caught that line, and I caught the line during the show I called him. And also, another real quick question. If JR is still on there, no one asked, did you, is your sister okay in, in Boulder? Because I know they evacuated some of the people from that fire out there. As far as I know, she is, um, but she's up in Boulder, so I haven't really heard anything. Um, yeah, it was in Boulder. They evacuated some people in Boulder from that. What they call, I forget what they call that fire is going out there right now. But I didn't know where she lived for sure. They said they evacuated some people from Boulder. Well, ho- hopefully she's listening and she will call in. Right. <laughs> well, she's working. Maybe. Well, maybe you know, I know she's working now again. But yeah. But no, when I heard that, because uh, I called, asked, I called Bill and asked him if he heard anything, if uh, Jeff or you would converse and say because I heard that. And I said, wait a minute. That's where the, the lady comes on in Coffee Club, Marianne. She lives in Boulder, but I wasn't sure where she lived. So yeah. I just, as far as I know, that. she should be okay. Yeah, because she's she's, okay. she's she's got a new job, Bill, and that's why you probably we haven't heard from her because that's. Well, yeah, I know she's. I know she said the last time we well last time I heard said she was starting her new job, but I was just curious because, um, you know, you just kind of keep track of people around. Like you know, she lives in Boulder, so okay, they evacuate people in Boulder. You know, I got I got a nephew lives in Oregon. Well, the fire got within two miles of his house. When they had that big fire out there, burnt that whole city down on the coast. And then I had another another uh, cousin lives in in uh, Scott Valley, California. He got evacuated back in August. He was out for a whole week. It, the, the fire got within three quarters of a mile of his house. So I mean, just you hear about this stuff. Just like I heard yesterday when Tim got his nine inches of snow. I said, "Oh, poor Tim. Good for him, not me." <laughs> just never, 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 never know. We'll be sending okay. some to Chicago soon. Yeah, soon. Oh, yeah, we'll, soon. we'll be getting it pretty. We'll be getting it pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Cause we had snow last year on Halloween, so. But it, we got, we're going to have our nice warm day tomorrow. We're supposed to be near eighty, and then they said, "Forget it. That's your last warm day till probably next next summer, next spring." <laughs> well, we'll see, Tim. I mean, Bill, that's we're, we're supposed to. They've been saying the same thing about New York, but then again, we're, it's going to cool off, and then they said it's going to get warm again next week. So we don't, we, we just never know. Yeah, you never know, but I mean, that's what they predicted. If yeah. it's any consolation, uh, that's the uh, that we just set a record yesterday for the earliest, the most snow, the earliest in the year. Oh yeah, was it? It was, yeah, yeah, I heard that because it was like was it Tuesday or Wednesday of last? No, <laughs> I know it was towards the end of the week. They had snow in uh, Southwest uh, South Dakota in uh, Northwest Nebraska. Well, they also had, they snow had snow in Wisconsin as well, Bill. Yeah, they did. They did have snow in Wisconsin too. Well, we we had some flurries 
last, yeah. um, I forget what day it was, over the weekend in McHenry County, which is up near the Wisconsin line. It wasn't enough to stick, but they could see it was snowing. You know. Last time we had snow this early was 1989, and they said we had nine inches in the three-day period. Oh, okay. Well, I remember when that snow happened down there, right? Yeah, I remember that. True enough. Well, we better move on to our next topic, and thank you, Bill. Okay. Um, Alrighty. Tim, this was brought up to me last week, and I don't even know how we discuss this topic, but and, and I'll get some of your random thoughts and what I do and whatever. Um, the question is, how do you broadcast on the legend? Do you have to do any preparation? Do you just roll in, turn on your computer, and start typing in request? Um that's what people want to know. What's involved? Do we use software? Well, the answer to a lot of those questions is yes. We use, most people on the legend use something called station playlist. We have one other, I think we have two other, two broadcasters who don't use that, but they have so much trouble with it that they might as well. Tim, any observation of you've been doing this way longer than I have, though I've been here since the beginning. Um, remember how we started out with just something called Winamp, but now we're able to um, organize our music, categorize it. Any- I always wonder now if <laughs> what it would be like to use Winamp again. Although Chris Ramsey... Kind of did. He did. Up till, yeah. I, he had station playlists, but he never used it that much. <laughs> we can always take it away from you and give and let you go back to Winamp, and you can try uh, and relive the experience again. Tim. Right, if you, if, you, if you want to do that. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's just a lot nicer. So, quicker. go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, and it's quicker as far as finding songs and things like that. But you were asking about preparation. I have to admit, I don't prepare as much as a lot of people do. Um, I usually, uh, I'll do a few songs at the beginning so that I have them ready and then I wait for requests. Um, A lot of people do a whole playlist of everything that they're going to play and then the requests they just put in wherever they want to and if they have extra on the playlist at the end of the show that's that's fine <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of the playlist person I have a playlist generated and then I've got my request there's a lot of times and Dave will tell you too that we can go a whole program without using that playlist at all but it's nice to have there what do you think of that Dave well, I think uh, I, I like to do it that way because, well, you know, lately, <laughs> usually most of our, we don't usually use much out of the playlist, but it's always there. I think I've got something like 400 songs. He's got enough playlist for probably <laughs> 10 shows, but we never use it. Maybe one song, that's it. Yeah, we we generally encourage, do you encourage your listeners to request ahead of time send you emails if they can we do and gail you always send yours about eight thirty or eight forty-five monday morning and we like that thank you that helps it helps me on when she sends mine early 
on the twins bends because <laughs> then I can get them ready to go. It it is helpful. It ensures that you're going to be at the top of the list because when you it's it, I always try to do them as I get I try to get them as I get them. Um so and and everybody has a different style of doing a show. Some will play more promos than another. Some will voice ad lib their promos and say, you know, Radio Tim's coming up, you know, at 11 o'clock and whatever and whatever. So everybody does it different, and that's kind of the way we like it. Um, you know, we the only thing that we have is a mandatory thing that we have to run four minutes worth of spots per hour on our station. But that is from Live 365, but what has changed, and we've never been able to really do this before until now, is that we can sell our own ads now. In other words, if we have a sponsor or somebody wants to sponsor, well, now they can sponsor on any program they want to on the legend. So... That that's made a big difference. That's never been available to us. It's nice though because every show kind of has its own flavor, and you know that they, they try to. Everybody tries to find their own niche, you know, because everybody's different. You've got Nolan, who's you know different. You've got Steve Bauer, and of course you've got you know Pamela Rader, or Pam Stevens. I'm sorry, but. You know, you everybody is is different. So the only thing that can change from time to time, of course, is our automation to where we can adjust the music around, put more of this, um, you know, those types of things. But Bill, the, the, my thought was is what kind of equipment is needed to do this? Okay, that's and, you know, cause I've heard a lot of people say I have plenty of music. You know, I have plenty of music that I could do a show, but, you know, what kind of equipment do I need to put it together? Well, you know, we've got people that just use a laptop and a headset. They they don't use two or three sound cards. Where you've got Tim and I and Dave who have two or three different sound cards. So we can put, for example, for using a screen reader, we can put that in one, one ear. We can put um, our music in one ear. There's just a lot of different things that we can do. Now, I do a lot of talk shows, so I need three sound cards because I need to be able to put music in one, speech in one, and different channels for people to talk and Zoom. But we, a few of us, built, and you don't have to have the most expensive, but we put together a computer that we had the capability of putting in a couple different sound cards, and they're not real, 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 real expensive. Some people use a mixer, uh, which is a, a small device where you can turn channels up and down and those type of things, but you don't need to do that if that's not comfortable. So you could take your computer right there, JR, and go right on the air. You have to have the software, and I would recommend Studio because you can organize your music. And I was going to say, I think uh, I think Nolan does the 
just using software. He doesn't use right. a mixer or anything like that. I don't think Abby does either. Yeah, so, you're right. And Nolan also does, he does voice, well, he pre-records his show, so when they, and he does it very well. You wouldn't know it was pre-recorded if you really didn't listen hard enough. So he right. does a very good job at it. So, yeah, that. but that's another way. And, and that's why I'm saying there's all options, JR. So you can start out, you know, you might just start out on a laptop or a PC. And then you might say, uh, maybe I'll, I'm a little braver now. Maybe I want to want to get a, a small mixer here and I want a big microphone or I want whatever. But what you've got right there sounds just fine. So you don't, you know, you have to have a computer. You have to have a, you know, relatively decent music collection. And we've got little, I mean, things have evolved over the years. We've got a program that I went out and found several years ago. It's called Search Everything. And it probably, Tim, wouldn't you agree that that speeds up our searching time greatly? Do you use that one, Tim? No, I actually don't. I use uh, station playlists. Oh, my God. You should try to search everything, Tim. It really will save you. You'll cut your time by 90%. I use it because when I do classic air checks on all things radio, I want to make sure that that I haven't done done the air check before, or if I've done it, what how far back have I gone so I can repeat it again. I, I try to keep it as current as possible, but as you know with classic air checks, you're going to have to eventually repeat the air checks you have because there's just so many to go around, and that search everything is just one of those programs that that you know really, really does the job when you need it to For do it. For a free program, that is the best program. You know, for example, oh, I don't know. I lost that love and feeling. You can go in there and type the word love and feeling. Boom. All your copies of it on your computer are right there. Boom, boom, boom. Then you can copy right, put it, copy it right into the playlist, and you're ready to go. If I can do something in five seconds versus 30, I'm going to save time. So Bill, we have one hand raised. I'm just, I'm not you know, I'm just letting oh, you know. No, that's fine. Joe, can you unmute yourself out of Albuquerque, New Mexico again, please? Oh, th- thank you very much. Um, this is Joe. I, I, I used to live in Minneapolis, so this is kind of a shock. This is the first time I heard that this morning about the passing of, of Sid Hartman, and I can, I, I can hear his voice in my mind's ear running, oh, wow, maybe they'll still do. And the great thing, I can, I can always pull out WCCO on my iPhone, a- Apple Music, so it's... Uh, but I notice when when they're when they're doing a game like the Twins and then they're not streaming their signal. But anyway, I'd like to make requests. Uh, this is my secret. Now I'm telling the world. I like to phone in my requests on Thursday when all things radio is going on. That way, Tim has it when he, when he starts. <laughs> well, that that's a good idea too. That works. I mean, that works. However, you can get them in carrier pigeon. Whatever you oh, can, great. You know. Well, I'm going to see what I can do. <laughs> you know? I bet you probably wish that they had some classical music, Joe, right? Right. Oh, yeah. De- definitely. You know, that's one music I've never heard on The Legend yet is classical music. Well, except for, um, I wouldn't call that classical, though. Dave's theme song, uh, Beethoven. Oh, the, end, the song that I ended with? Yeah, Walter Murphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, actually, the song, Wider Shades of Pale, you you get a little bit of Bach in there. Yeah, so yeah, you do. You, 
So you got. <laughs> I guess you got so it right there. You got something classic. You got to get it where you can. So you got it. You know we we've got uh, you know just got to get it where you can. So we we um, you know but having your information easily to access and to get real quick is a real key way to get your show. Uh, you know a lot of shows I can get in a two hour show thirty forty requests on. And that's what you try to do, is to get the request on. Go ahead, Jeff. Bill, I, I, I just wanted to ask him if he remembers when I first started broadcasting on The Legend, and I was looking for a way to have Jaws, you know, do one thing and, and the music do something else. And he, he put me in touch with the $9 pair of headphones that came with a sound card. So that was my second sound card in my laptop. But it worked. Yeah. It worked. It worked. I, exactly. I still use those. And Dave, were those headphones just the, just headphones or did they, have a microphone, did they have a microphone on them as well? They were just headphones. Right. But you, oh, you pretty... just needed something to route the speech, Jeff. That's all. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, just that's all you needed. You don't need great things for your screen reader. As long as you can hear it, over the music while you're while you're broadcasting. Oh. All right, so you know. So well, my hope, my hope that is that you know having this discussion will maybe make somebody here you know say, hey, I can do this. You know, and, why not? Why don't I put together a show or why don't I? And by know, the way, get on the radio. You know, we work with the broadcaster before they start. If they want it, from music to making sure they get on the air, and we try to do that. So that's something we want to do, you know, and and, that, and that's a big part of it, is getting these, you know, on the air. And so am I full of... Okay, we got Beth. And we have Beth Mullen. Can you, uh, I think it's Mullen or Mullen. Can you unmute yourself, please? Mullen. Okay, I'm unmuted now, I think. Yes, you are. Go ahead, ma'am. Yeah, it's actually Moline, Jeff. That's okay. I mean, that's how Jaws, it always says Moline. (laughs) But no, my last name is Moline, by the way. But I figured I'd let you know. (laughs) No problem. I'll remember that from now on. Thank you. That's okay, though. I'm not knocking that. Because it's Jaws' fault. We can blame Jaws. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking over the last couple of days about all of these neat things. We're talking about the different search engines that you can use and also the different player. Was there a player that you were talking about a little while ago? Uh, a, a different player besides Winamp? Because I know I've got Winamp and it's still doing well, but I'm trying to think of the one you said does better than Winamp. Oh, some people use VLC. Some people use Fuber. Um, there are a couple different ones. We're also used to using Winamp that we don't want it to go away. I don't want Winamp to go away if I can help it. And I'm hoping there's a different version because I've still got the 5.666 or whatever. I think you one. better stick with it because they're well, not better making... stick with it as long as it works, Beth, because at some cause... point Microsoft's going to make changes in Windows and who knows if that's going to continue working. So hopefully it'll continue working for a while. Oh, for sure. And I've been, I, I, I did hear something today on YouTube. Someone, t- today's my birthday and someone sent me a, a birthday message and it was, it said, happy birthday, traditional and then there was this, there there was a um so a bunch of people singing happy birthday it was a youtube thing that they found and i thought that was really nice that is cool and happy birthday 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yes, happy friend. birthday to Beth. Are, yeah. are you doing anything special today for your birthday? At, at you know, point? I'm I'm hoping to find a way to get some type of lunch instead of having the, the meals that we have here normally. But I'd like to be able to get something like shrimp fried rice or something like chicken and fries, that sort of thing. Because I wanted to be able to get myself a birthday lunch. But if this darn place could stay COVID free for a couple of weeks, it would certainly help. Maybe then we could get out again, too. Well, the <laughs> other thing, though, Beth, is even though you're confined pretty much because of the COVID right now, are you able to uh, and I don't know, are you able to use a smartphone or any way to make an order through DoorDash or Uber Eats? Or um, I could, could probably do Uber Eats. I don't think I can do a DoorDash. I tried that in the place that I wanted to order from. I wanted to order from Pizza Ranch, and, and DoorDash doesn't deliver Pizza Ranch out this far, and that's kind of sad. But Uber <laughs> Eats does, so how do you do it? How do you make your orders? Uh, I might have to call on my, I don't have a, a smartphone working yet. I, I don't have my, I, I got an iPhone that someone had sent me last fall, but I still haven't gotten it to work yet because I, the one day when I was actually going to go in and do it, I found out by then that we were quarantined and I'm thinking, oh, great, if, if this isn't real cute. <laughs> isn't there a service, we've talked about it before, through, I forget what it's. Is go, that Go Go Grandparents? Grandparent, yes. Right, yes. They, they will make yep. the order for you. I think I can probably get them. I might have to pay for the name of the service, but at the same time, it could be worth it, <laughs> at least for today anyway. Well, I forgot what it's called. It's, is it called Go Go Eats or something different? Mm-hmm. I just don't remember offhand. Right, so that gives you an, an option to do that. I don't know. Oh. I think... Some places, maybe California, someplace, they're experimenting with telephone ordering, you know, for people who can't use, you know, a smartphone to do yeah, that. Minnesota's got it done so certain things. I think Minnesota does a bunch of things with the smartphones because when I went down to Minneapolis on the North Star, the commuter train, then there was an officer, an MTC officer who helped me to get somewhere with Uber. Only he used his phone and I asked him what I owe him for that. And he said, don't even worry about it. I'm thinking, well, you know, there are good Samaritans out there. <laughs> but I was sitting here this morning feeling a little down well no it's your birthday so see you it's your birthday so it should be special i remember last year on jackie miller's birthday of course i took her out to dinner and got got that stuff done for but she had ordered herself some donuts she wanted donuts and we got up at i don't know it was a coffee club day, I think. I, I can't remember. Oh, and cool. she had ordered herself donuts. So, you know, um, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, can be done. But so, mm-hmm. but always remember that, Beth, that you can call that. You may pay a few more dollars, but it's better than not being able to do it at all. Or she might be able to call a Chinese place and just say, hey, can you uh, deliver this for me? Right. You know, that's always a possibility, too, because there are a couple of them around here that there's a possibility that maybe they do deliver. 
and that'd be all right too. And, you know, the thing is too, about this quarantine, I was told a while ago by the director of our assisted living place here that I, I could go to medical appointments, but I wouldn't be allowed to go to church. And someone said that is so wrong to tell people that they can't go to church. Okay, who who told you they couldn't go to... I was getting an emergency message there. Who... Um, the, the director of the sanctuary where I live here in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and the director told me, no, you can't go to church or you can't go anywhere else except for your medical appointments. Otherwise, you have to be quarantined in your apartment for 14 days. Have you had infections in your complex? Uh, there have been a few, and I don't know why that is if they're being if they're not being careful i don't want to say they aren't if they are but i know that we are getting tested every week and eventually i hope that the place can stay covid free for two weeks is it hard to get tested um no because they just come in and they they do the 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 nasal suave in both nostrils and tickles the heck out of me <laughs> I, I take care of it the way i have to but i i cooperate with them and they know i do <laughs> do you and gail work uh, live in the same building or we live in the same town and i mean well she lives pretty close but not no we don't live in the same building all right. But so now I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind moving into a different building one of these days and and having her move with me. But I know. <laughs> but then again, we've been friends since I was in first grade and she was in sixth. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it it it's difficult. We're we're considering that with our lions. We've been going. I've been challenged because we're trying to record and do a live meeting and a virtual meeting at the same time. And that can really be challenging. So yeah. it can really be a challenge. And, and these are struggling times right now mm-hmm. for everybody. And what's and, embarrassing is I ended up, I, I almost ended up breaking down a little while ago, and I should apologize for that because I don't know how that would look if I were to have broken down on this, on the air here. Well, you know, we're oh, it's normal. You know, what what you're going through is normal right now, Beth, and we are in the, how do I call it? Because I, I hate that word because I don't, they, they call it the new normal. I don't like that word. Because, oh, I don't either. <laughs> but that's what they're saying. And then, you know, you know, you're not the only one affected by this. There are a lot of people affected by it, uh, you know, and, and, and depending on where you are, depending on those restrictions imposed, that's the way, it, unfortunately, it is. Well, we're going to send you to Florida where anything goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there still COVID in your building, though? Um, I'm thinking that there's a couple people who have had it for two weeks. If they've had it for two weeks, and eventually it goes away. But there, there were six people. There were three residents and three staff people, oh. and they were only they were well. The residents were quarantined. They had to end up staying in their own apartments. And with me, I'm still allowed, and others were still allowed to go to the activities, and we use masks. Otherwise, we can't do them. <laughs> I did one yesterday afternoon, in fact, with a bunch of other people. There were bags that we had to package up some candy for kids for Halloween. There were 300 of them. And between um, between me and this gentleman named Scott, we did something like 36 bags. And I was so happy about that because I was thinking of all the kids that are going to be blessed for this. And, and they'll be blessed with all of this. And I feel blessed when they do. 
Oh, my, yeah. All right, well, we've got three more yeah. callers, and Beth, happy birthday. Thank you, Bill. And just for you to be able to get in and talk on us makes us feel better. So you don't, you just think of the positive things, okay? And sure enjoy will. your birthday. If you Thank were you, here, Beth. I'd make sure happy you Happy birthday, dinner. Beth. Thank you, Tim. Keep some cake for us. Well, yeah, yeah sure will. <laughs> Hopefully uh, it's a rum cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting those from PBC in a few weeks at JR. I love rum, rum cakes. Uh, we better knock off these. Calls, Let's get to so the people yeah. who haven't talked first. Yeah, and uh, we've got Alan. We got Alan Franavilla and Pamela Francis. So let's go with you, Alan. Can you unmute yourself, please? Uh, this is Alan from Ontario. Um, we're going to have a really nice weather today. We're going to have about eighty-four degrees here. That's good. I like to say happy birthday to Beth and hope that uh, things look up for her. Uh, it's it's kind of hard, you know, when you when you're isolated like that. Yeah, you're not having that where you live, are you? So much. Well, Alan? most of our restaurants only take out only. Yeah, I find it kind of difficult because when um, Walter and I, uh, when we go, go out, uh, sometimes we sometimes go to Walmart. We went to we stopped at the Burger King there. We had to take it outside with us. So yeah, you can't sit down and eat in the restaurant at all. No, can't do it. Yeah. So, anything else, Alan? Just stay safe. No, nothing else, but I think I really do like your sports lounge live, even though I do not have very much knowledge in sports. All right. Well, we'll try to make sure you get more knowledge in sports. How about that? Well, that sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank I do you. like the people that do um, present the material on the sports lounge live. You know, I think they're very knowledgeable. Except for Chris and Sean. you got to watch <laughs> them. No, they're very knowledgeable. I have to give them a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Alan. Okay, Jeff, anybody else? Fran, you're next. And if you would please unmute your phone, please, and we can get you on the air. There you go. Go ahead, Fran. Here I am. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, it's going to be another nice nice day in Austin. It's going to be in the high 80s. So oh. that's always pretty good. I'm um, one of these... Frustrated radio wannabes always have been. I think when I was seven years old, I said I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> and so, what? What? Uh, I'm just curious what you have to do to um, do a show on the legend. Well, I, I'm going to give you the simplified version. We talk in person. When we have more okay. time, I'll tell you more about it. But you have to have some type of a. A computer. They haven't really yeah. got a program for the iPhone yet. That no, is an easy way. <laughs> you got a computer. You gen computer. generally have to have a computer. You have to have a good stash of music, and have that. and you also have to have something called. And you can get by with this, right, Tim? Um, what is it? it's called? Station Playlist Studio. And that's relatively inexpensive, and those are, and most of the other software is free. So, I think for a little over a hundred dollars, you could get started on doing a radio show. Of okay. course, there's that learning curve too. I forgot about that. Oh, of course, that doesn't yes, cost of anything, but it's it's free. But, I'm not. I'm not the most techie person in the world, but I. I get by. I don't think you have to necessarily be tech. I think the key thing is to be able to get to do just enough, but you have to have a, a personality that the audience will relate to. 
Okay. And, and there was something else I was going to say. And I can't remember. And, oh, um, and you have to cook me dinner on the Friend. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what, friend. Jeff? I knew that was coming. I, you know, <laughs> I, I just Sorry. knew it. So, but no, no problem at all. She's preparing it right now. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, we, that's no problem at all. Okay. Anyway, um, I was just curious about that. So, thanks a lot. Yeah, for relatively, I mean, you can do it. It just takes time, a little work. But it can be done. If I did it, anybody can do it, for God's sake. So <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, but you can do it. All you, right. You All right. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. All right. For, um, Pamela Francis, can you unmute yourself, please? And then you're next. And then we have Ellen out in Albuquerque I, I think, after that. I think I'm unmuted. Yes, you, you are. Me? Go ahead. Well, basically, I wanted to piggyback off what Fran was saying and at Bill with reference to working on the radio. Um, had it not been for for a patient still who taught me the software from the ground up and who claimed not to have any patients, <laughs> um, I'm telling you, it's so much fun. And it's, I, I, I think the thing that really, really gets to me is the fact that I know I'm impacting people's lives. There are, there are so many people out there who have no one, who only can relate. The only people they relate to are the people they hear on the radio. True. And it's, you know, I, I, I'm more than grateful to, for, the, for the privilege of working on The Legend or anywhere else, for that matter, that it does this type of thing just because of the the interaction you get and the the the, the just oh it's, it's just really really yeah. if anybody is out there that really wants to do this it's not hard i know i, I can say that now and trust me studio has its issues at times but it is so worth it folks very very and good th- thank you to anyone who takes the time to listen to me very, very, very good. All right, um, Jeff, we're almost running out of time here. We really need to get to this demo. Well, I think we can because uh, we have Ellen's hand raised, and, and that's the only hand that's raised. So I'll, I'll leave that up to you, Bill. Okay, Ellen, make it quick because we've got to yeah. get Go ahead, Ellen. I, I'm right here. Okay, um, three quick things. One, happy birthday to Beth. Two, um, she can... Call the number to go-go grandparents, and I think, if anything, she may end up paying maybe a delivery fee, but I'm not really sure on that one. But they will deliver from restaurants. I don't know if in her neighborhood, in her area or not, it will work because of her living situation, but it's worth a try. And so, you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there, so... um Anyway, I and I do a wish for a very happy birthday. Well, very good, and thank you so much. And uh, they they would bring it to the door, so she wouldn't even have to interact with them. They'll leave it and run, drop and run. They say. Yeah, they do. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we've got a demo coming up here that Chris and Dave have slaved over, like a big meal or ironing a lot of clothes or whatever. But they've slaved over it. Chris, what's it going to be about, or Dave? This is the six-dot labeler. It's a labeling kind of thing, and it works really well. We have had ours about five years. 
So that's what you're going to hear now. And this is updated. When they first came on, they came on, or we first started the coffee club, they came on the air and did a presentation. Yes. And that's and back somebody before bought we had one because of that. Yeah, that's back before we had Zoom. Anyway. Well, we did that and we got some meals and stuff. So off we go. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. Well, today we're going to talk about labeling and uh, what we have. We have had this unit for, uh, I don't know, about. Since 2015, I think. 2015? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, the unit works very well. This is the 6-dot Braille labeler from And um, first thing I'll do is I will let Chris give you the information about the product. This is the Six Dot Labeler by Logan Tech, and you can find information about it at logantech.com. That's L-O-G-A-N-T-E-C-H.com. Should you wish to speak with them, their phone number is 866-962-0966. That's 962, or rather, 866 962 0966. This particular model, although I believe they only have one model, is B as in um, Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> My mind went blank there. L as in Lima, M as in Mary, dash one, S as in Sam, N as in Nancy, K as in Kilo. Um, the current price, now it is it is expensive. But they do have <clears throat> they do have some payment options, and you would need to call and speak with them about that. Uh, the The total price right now is seven hundred and seventy five dollars. We got it for about half that price because we got in on the pre launch sales, so we got a hundred dollars off for ordering during pre launch. You will see it come out on your bank statement or your credit card uh, as being paid to something called Celery. That's the payment processing they use. It always makes me think of green food. Yeah, (laughs) Celery. Anyway, that's kind of odd, so I thought you might want to know that. Now, there's all kinds of ways to label. There's all kinds of cheaper ways to label, and I've used them all, as have most of you. I have the little thing that goes in the Perkins Brailler, and I have some label guns, and I have uh, slate and stylus with the tape slots in it, and I've even used a slate and stylus without the tape slots, although that's difficult. But anyway, there's all kinds of ways to label. We were a bit intrigued with this, and so since we got in on the pre-launch, we decided to give it a try. And I wasn't sure because I didn't know if I would really... That's a lot for a labeler. I didn't know if I'd really label $400 worth or not. But it has been really good. The Braille is excellent. Best Braille on tape I've ever seen. Um... The customer service is, you just can't say enough about the customer service, and Dave can talk about that in a bit, but it's 
it's excellent customer service. I, I just have been amazed. And it's about, oh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's about eight inches long. It's about six inches from front to back and at its widest point. And it's, it weighs about a pound and a half. And the best way I can think of to describe it is it looks like a, it's sort of oval-shaped with a hump in the back, in the middle of the back of the unit. Now, the first thing you need to know is this labeler writes on three-eighths inch uh, Dymo tape. Labeling tape. Labeling tape. And, and, and they finally got clear. They didn't have clear for a long time. They finally have clear, but you do have to ask for it. And the roll that comes in your unit, if you purchase one, there will be a pre-installed roll. It is probably not clear. It is probably black or red. Just so you know. So I guess what I'll do is I will start with the, I have the uh, labeler right in front of me. And I have it turned. Uh, this has a Braille keyboard. And, like um, a Perkins style. Yeah, kind of like a Perkins style Brailler. Um, with three dots on the three dots on the uh, keys on the left and three on the right, and then right down below the keys, if this is on the top of the unit, there are uh, there's uh, one button, and then there's a round button, and then another button. They're like arrows. They're like arrows. One points right, one, one points left. Right. One is pointed. The first one on the left is uh, the left arrow, and then the middle is the cut button. That's the button you use to cut the tape. And then the right arrow with a uh, pointer pointed to the right. And, of course, uh, coming towards me, because I started, you know, from towards the back of the unit, and I'm coming towards myself, uh, myself, is the space bar and that's all that's on the top except that if you take your fingers from front to back on the top you'll find a um it's a it's a braille label and it it actually says six dot that's one way you know you've got to turn the right way yeah <laughs> and that's everything on the top now let's see if you take your fingers clear to the back of the unit and then take them all the way over to the left, you'll notice that it's wider uh, when you get about to the center of the unit. That's and then that it, hump I was talking about. Yeah, it narrows off on each side. So I want to bring my hands over to the left-hand side, down along the back edge, but um, I'm going to find this little hump that she was talking about and bring my hands towards me and there is a uh, connection there um, as I understand it now <clears throat> you can buy a corded keyboard that you can plug into this if you don't want to use a braille keyboard yeah, they, that QWERTY keyboard is new. And don't they also have a, a power adapter? Yeah, they have an optional power adapter that you can buy. It. 
You can buy the optional power adapter, you can buy a QWERTY keyboard, and you can also now buy a carrying case, but those are all separate purchases. On the far right-hand side of the unit, um, there is a sort of an indention coming from front to back down along the side, and you have a connection there. Uh, it's uh, the, like a uh, USB connection right there. So when you take the unit out of the box and you take a look at it, you, you have the... Uh, six-dot braille labeler itself, and there is a, a roll of tape that's already installed in the unit. It's a very nice box, too. It has foam padding and a foam for the top, so one thing we've done, it's not that big of a box, so the, at least the inner box isn't, so hang on to your inner box if you order one, because it's very... It's nice to have if you ever need to send it back or something. And We've had to send ours back several times. However, they have corrected the problem they were having with this last software change. So hopefully we won't have to send it back anymore, but I sure have been glad we had that box. Okay, I'm going to... I still have it turned with the keyboard facing me, the part of it on the, on the top. I'm going to take my hands to the back of the unit and come down along the back edge and come over just um, over towards the center. And you'll find a, a little, oh, it's kind of like a lever. And you take your fingernail and you push on that and a little door opens up. It opens down. It opens like a, down. Like a like some oven doors, most oven doors. Like down towards the table. It's not very it's not a very no, big door. Small. Long and kind of skinny. That's where you put the tape in. Now the 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 way the the tape comes, it's in like a little Oh, I guess you could kind of say like a cartridge. It's like a plastic tape holder kind of thing. Right. It keeps your roll from unrolling. So uh, that's where the tape goes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Now I'm going to lay the uh, recorder down. And I'm going to flip the unit upside down so that... The keyboard is facing me, but it's down flat against the table. And then I'm going to uh, take my hands uh, on the bottom of this unit, because I have it flipped upside down. And as I take my fingers across the bottom, first thing I they have six dot in Braille. It's kind of <laughs> engraved into the... Uh, the bottom. They want you to know what it is. It's on the top and the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, to the, well, where this six, where it says six dot is also your battery door. So if you bring your fingers on over, you'll find a uh, little indention and you'll feel a little tab and you take your fingers and you sort of push on the tab and open the door. It's pretty much a standard battery door. And then that's where your six AA batteries go. So you want to make sure you install 
the batteries. And they last a while. They do. Um, Unless you forget to turn it off like some people. I yeah. wonder who that is. I wouldn't know. Certainly couldn't have been me. I know that. So. Never would I. Once you install the batteries, and the batteries are, as I said, they're a little, they're easy to install because you have um, six places to put the six batteries. Uh, the minus side or the flat side of your battery goes against the little spring that sticks out, and then you put uh, the first battery in. And with the flat side of the end of the battery going against the spring and then snap it into place. And then you come forward, and that would be where you put the first one. Then as you bring your hands forward, you just keep putting the batteries in. Uh, and you, you always look to see which way the springs are. Because in, in a lot of cases, you have bat one battery might go one way and one goes the other. So you always look to see where that spring is. So you put that flat side of that battery against that spring when you snap it down. And you hope it has springs. Fortunately, this yeah, one does. It, this one does. Some of them don't. <laughs> Well, I don't mean the six dot because they all have the spring. Yeah, but some batteries, some you, you, things that take batteries. Okay, so <clears throat> the first thing you do after you have the batteries installed. Now, remember, I, I flip the, the uh, labeler back over so that it's sitting. It's got little feet on the bottom of it, and it's sitting on the table with the space bar facing me and the, the, the um, six dot keys are away from me. Yeah, it has, the, it has the space bar at the bottom like many of the note takers do. Right. So now I'm going to take my hands. Um, I have the space bar facing me, and I'm going to take my hands from front to back on the top of the unit and bring them clear to the back. And I'm going to come over to the right and then start down over the back edge. And there's that little door that we talked about earlier where you put the uh, tape. It's got a little tab on there, and you flip that tab open. And then you take your roll of tape, and it's it's kind of, uh, uh, as we said, it's, a, it's like a plastic holder in it. And it's sort of open on one side of the uh, of the holder, so that you can feel the uh, the tape in there. And the idea is make sure the tape sticks out uh, from the top of the opening. It sticks out uh, a little wee bit away. In other words, pull out about maybe in two inches of tape. And sort of hold hold on to it with your fingers, and with this door open, you're going to drop this holder or cartridge. Cartridge. <laughs> I'll get it's it. Not cartridge. <laughs> so you, anyway, you 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 drop you take your the one end that you pulled out about two inches or so, maybe a little bit more. I think I, I think I might pull out about three, maybe three and a half inches because it kind of gives you something to work with. And when you have this door open and you look inside, 
um, the first, what, what you'll find is a you know, kind of like a little, oh, oh, it, it's it's got an opening that goes inside it goes when you stick your fingers in there it goes in and then it sort of angles down to the left and at the edge of the left uh, with your fingers inside this thing you will see a little rubber wheel so what you do is you take the uh, end of the tape and you Work it down. Take one hand and sort of hold your roll, uh, you know, your the cartridge, and um, take this uh, with the other hand. Take the tape and very carefully just take the tape and lay it down in the opening, and then just slide it until you feel it start to go underneath the wheel, the rubber wheel between the wheel and the uh, inside of the unit. And then you take the other end of the roll and just sort of slide it into its opening. It'll sort of fall into place where it wants to go. Right. Okay. And then um, <clears throat> on the right hand, uh, then you and then you the, you um, you leave the door open for a couple of se- a minute or so because what you're going to do is find on the right hand side of the unit. Um, on the right edge of the unit, there is a power switch. It's a rocker switch. And you slide and you press the rocker switch so that it rocks away from you, which turns the unit on. And then once you do that, all you have to do, you can just hit the, uh, as and once you make sure that that tape is just started to go under the wheel, you don't force it, but you just, you can tell because you push it in and, and just real lightly and it'll stop and then uh, drop your uh, roll down into its holder and press the t- power switch uh, rocker switch away from you and then press the space bar when you do that the um, that little wheel in there starts turning and it pulls the tape into the unit and when it gets into the unit, it will beep, and it'll stop, and then it's ready for writing. Now, one thing we have found uh, when you when you're putting the tape, the you know the 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 roll into the unit, when you take that tape and you put it underneath the wheel, you might want to take one hand and just uh, after you have it underneath, uh, you know, starting underneath the wheel. Um, take your other hand and turn on your power switch and keep that roll in your hand uh, keep a hold of the roll and as soon as you feel uh, it pulling the tape and, and, and when it stops you just drop that roll the rest of the way down into the opening and then if you space it'll come on hit the space, hit the space bar uh, what or whatever you want to do, and then as soon as you start writing, you know it, it's obviously gonna it's gonna work. Now I buy my tape from the Six Dot people. You don't have to, but one of the things I learned early on, and I don't want to cause any issues here, so Reizen tape does not work well. Dymo tape may work fine, but Reizen tape doesn't work well, and I believe it's because lots of times when you get Reizen tape, they're sticky on the sides of the rolls, and it just doesn't 
causes the tape to sort of catch. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. It it's not. It it doesn't. It doesn't move smoothly through the machine. And I mean, I hate to say it because I've used Ryzen tape all my life, but it just doesn't work well. And I think it's the sticky on there. Okay, so I've got a couple of cake mixes I want to label. So I'm going to turn the unit on. And you see it makes no noise. So I'm going to write, you should be able to hear that if we can keep the bird quiet enough. angel for angel food and I'm not going to space because it's going to waste tape if I do it's not the fastest thing in the world and it stopped so I'm going to press cut that's the button in between the two arrows okay and it's ready again and I'm going to write um, yellow this because you're not limited to the contractions that are on that wheel so that makes it kind of nice you can write any way you want to now I've already written the word all it's doing is every time you hear that little it's doing one dot and then another dot like yellow it would do that five times E for the Y. For the E, it would do it twice. For the L, it would do it three times. So I'm going to cut. And it's ready to go again. So she's made two, I made two labels. Two labels. And I'm going to turn it off so I don't forget to do that. And that's kind of how the unit works. And the Braille, like I said, I've never seen this good a braille i think they have improved the braille we we've had to send ours back several times because of a software glitch that they finally figured out what was going on and we just got it back about a month ago and mary told us at that time that she thinks they have it figured out now they, they know what was going on and they found a fix for it so hopefully we'll get to keep the unit for a good long while we were having to send it off about what once a year maybe not quite but almost yeah. yeah like i said it cost us nothing i mean they paid for shipping there they paid for shipping back and from the time it left this house till the time it got back to this house was only about a week so the turnaround time it was I mean, really you couldn't fast. ask for any more yeah know? one thing about one thing about sending it back is you get a brand new roll of tape because they put a brand new roll in there when the they right, test it out it's not the right color but yes they do <laughs> so and nothing she can't complain about the color yeah <laughs> i think the one that they had in it when they sent ours back the last time was uh black black yeah it was black so anyway um did you want to try another label well, I made two. I, I can. Um, yeah, I can do another label. Don't forget to turn it back on. I won't. And you hear nothing when you turn it on. So now I'm going to make a label that says, let's see, what else might I need? <sighs> white. And I'll make a white and a lemon. 
going to the I, going to the T, going to the E, and I'm just going to space this time, and I'm going to make a lemon. E, thumbs, here comes the M. Now, you can type the label. I mean, you can actually write the label a lot that, that, real fast. I, I think they probably heard the way I wrote it. I'll make one more. I will make, um, what can I make? Well, we can always use another angel. So a type it in real fast. G-E-L. E, here it comes. Here comes the L. And cut. You can type, you can write almost, you can write about as fast as you can on the Perkins. Yeah, yeah, you can. It just takes it a while to print. Yeah, you just have to wait for it to print. And I wouldn't get too far ahead. If it, you know, it doesn't seem to do quite as well if you write. If I had written this white space, lemon space, angel space, angel space, and yellow space, and if I had written it just really, really fast, all the words, it doesn't seem to do quite as well. It could get mixed up. But it, it does really well if you kind of do a little bit, you know, like one or two words, and just give it a minute to catch it. Or at least halfway catch up. It doesn't have to catch all the way up, but halfway catch up. And then a couple more words, and then, you know. But that's how the unit works. And just a reminder, the unit does run on six AA batteries. And um, they are, when you have the unit flipped upside down, and you have, like, the, the, the space bar of the keyboard facing you, but flat on the table, the batteries go from front to back, side to side. In other words, the um, ends of the batteries go from left to right, and they go from front to back in, the, in, in the row, row of in six. row of six, yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, it's very simple. Uh, and, and really, when you look at the how, and you, if, if you look at the tape cartridge or holder, whatever you want to call it, um, it is kind of self-explanatory because at one end you'll feel the tape sticking out of the end of it. So you just pull a little bit out, um, bring it down, and let it slide to where it just touches that wheel. Just don't force it, but make sure it's it's against the wheel or between the wheel and the bottom of the in the inside of the unit. Just so, the end sticking down there. Right, just the end of the tape. Then hold on to the roll, turn the unit on, and um, you can hit the space bar or whichever uh, any one of the keys. Usually the space bar because you don't want to write anything. Yeah, that's the safest. And then once it, it'll beep, and then you're ready to go. We should talk about the two arrow keys. They are to, uh, like, the left one will back the tape up a cell. The right one will advance the tape a cell. I, I don't, I'm not too sure why they did that, because the space bar would do the same thing. But at any rate, that's what they did. 
So, and and the arrows, as I said before, right right above the space bar, you have the uh, two. Uh, you have a left arrow with the pointer pointed to the left, then the round button, which is your cut button, and then the the right arrow with the pointer pointed to the right. And that's really how the unit works. It's it's simple. Only weighs about a pound, and um, you could take it with you anywhere. That's the advantage. And I took it over when I labeled our dishwasher. I just took it over and where the dishwasher was, and just stood there at the counter and labeled it. And what she did with the dishwasher, uh, this <laughs> one advantage of this labeler is. Um, <clears throat> Because the the labels on the dishwasher have to be on the top of the door, on the flat part of the top of the, the door on the dishwasher, and just above the the buttons, there was a space right there. And what she managed to do was take a whole braille this. But I don't know how she measured it out. I won't even ask. But somehow she measured it out so that the braille spacing was correct in line with the buttons. And there's five buttons that go across the front of that. There's five, and then there's five more. There's a big space, and there's five more. And I have it all in one big long strip with a big space in the middle of that strip but it's still the it's still part of the tape because so one, one piece one long strip sticks a whole lot better than several little pieces so um yeah because it gets a little warm on the top of yeah. the door and well and it's damp sometimes and you touch it sometimes with wet hands you know how that goes but i guess that's just a lot of practice at being a rehab teacher I, it took a little bit of work but i got it she did all that with the with the labeler with one long piece of tape which was amazing <laughs> and it looks good you know and it's it's been staying on there so we won't complain but that's how the unit works um we're happy with it give them the stuff one more time and chris will give you the information about the product one more time this is a six dot labeler it is by a company called logan tech they are at logantech.com that's l-o-g-a-n-t-e-c-h.com their phone number is 866-962-0966. That's 866-962-0966. The model number, although I think there's only one, is B, as in Bravo, L as in Lima, M as in Mary, dash one. S is in Sam, N is in, is in Nancy, K is in Kilo. It is currently $775. You do get free shipping. <clears throat> and it will be processed, your payment will be processed by a company called Celery. Crunch, crunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. We, and we really enjoy using it. I love to use it because, you know, I, I sometimes will, will make a label and wrap it around a wrench or something like that uh, if I want to use uh, dino tape, and it works really well. It, it's kind of fun to use. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answer to the question, he'll get a hold of us. And as I always say, 
Um, he'll make it up or ask us. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions that you have. Or if you have any comments regarding this particular demo during this live broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848 848- Seven two five four five zero. That's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. Press pound when you're asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time, and you will be in the room with us where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding this product. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this demo, and stay tuned next week for another Another exciting exciting demo. Well, there we go. Very, very good. Yeah. Do you have to clean that thing as well? You know, every time you do braille, little little pieces of tape get into the machine because you're brailing and you're actually cutting the tape and putting holes in the tape where the dots go. Have you had to clean the machine or blow it out to make sure it's working properly? We haven't had to clean it even once. Wow. So I don't I don't know if I don't know how that works, but <laughs> well, it doesn't actually put holes in this tape. It just it just punches and, part, and you know it. Yeah, it, and it's excellent braille. And when it cuts, you're you're able to actually take off the strip of uh, yes tape on the yes. back without a problem. Some of that's a pain when you have a dime machine and it doesn't cut it properly, and you can't get the uh, strip off the use it to stick well, to something. Right, or if your cut piece of tape gets down into the machine, this one never has done that. What was the price on that again? Seven seventy-five. It's kind of one of those things that, you know, you don't have to have it, but it sure comes in handy. No, there's lots of other labeling systems, but when we did the old ghost or I would have been glad to have that. I probably went through three label makers. I sent some to Tim so he could make one that worked for me one day. Yeah, yeah, when I when I was in radio, when I had one of those the old older label guns, the metal label guns, I loved that thing. But mm-hmm. I went through I don't know probably about five of those things. But your hand gets tired, and if you can't use your hands well, then you know that's hard. Yeah, we had to do a lot of labeling back at that time. We used to use them a lot at work too to label yeah, um, forms, to label just all kinds of things. You know, those little cardboard folders but really forms and to set up your drawers you know so you know where to get the pamphlets from when you're mailing out we use them a lot or to label the stock room lots of big things we did them for it would have been a lot easier and you say you could use regular dymo tape with it chris well it's, it's three-eighths three-eighths yeah, right dymo yeah. tape you can't use the half inch I can't recommend reizen though. That's it, it. It does. It's sticky on the on the sides of the roll for some they reason. They use a different it, size though. Most people use half inch, don't they? Well, some people use half inch. Some people use three eighths. I I wish they kind of wish this would take half inch, but that would be hard to manage both sizes. Yeah, but Oops. they would have to re-engineer the machine to do that, so that wouldn't be so easy. Yeah, and and there are some cases where a half inch is a little bit too wide, where where, where you need to put the label. Plus one, oh, no. two, three, three eight. eighteen notifications. Um, 
3.8 works really well, and I know people don't use these much anymore, but you can get two lines of, of tape on the edge of a videotape with the 3.8. Yeah, right. you can. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Also on a cassette if you put it in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could on the box. Oh, Some you of the boxes lots aren't the wide box. enough. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I was thinking on the edge of the box. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, but you could label, if, if you had CDs and you had those CD cases, you certainly could label those as well. And oh, yeah. You can't put them on the CD itself, really, no. but, but you could label the case that the CD goes in. So but who buys CDs anymore these days? So, you know, <laughs> true, true, true. Oh, that's true. I've got a couple of quick questions for you about something you told us about this morning, Chris, that I think you need to share before you do the recipe. The new um, K-Cup, the new... Keurig that you guys ordered? Oh, well, they have a new case Supreme. Um, QVC had it on as today's special value Sunday. It was $99.99. It comes with, or theirs came with a K cup pack up of a variety of K cups. I think there was 24 or something like that. Maybe 48. I don't remember how many K cups. But anyway, it was quite a variety of different kinds. It has a 66-ounce reservoir, and instead of punching one hole in the top, it punches five, and it lets your water go through more parts of the K-cup faster. Now, we called Keurig because QVC was not giving us information we wanted on the The buttons buttons and whether it was touchscreen or whatever. So we called uh, Keurig, and the lady told us that the buttons are physical. You can feel them and push them. And she also told us about a K Supreme uh, Plus. And it has a, it's just like the K Supreme, only it has a 78-ounce reservoir. And Mr. R drinks a lot of coffee. So yeah, I sure do. We fill it up multiple times a day. We have a 48-ounce one now, and that's getting kind of old. So five holes. That's an interesting yep. concept. Well, it's supposed to be faster and supposed to get water into more efficiently into more parts of the K-cup. Because, you know, that other hole was just in the middle, in the top. So, Jennifer, you're our resident coffee expert. What are you thinking? I could see where you might get more flavor out of the cup, probably. Yeah, that's the idea, I believe. And it has a strong button, and it has an over-ice brew What, what does this over-ice mean, Chris? I've never... I... Well, you can buy tea, and if you... You can buy cold brew tea and if you in the K-cups, and if you want to make iced tea, you put ice in your cup, and it's supposed to brew strong enough that your ice... When it weakens it down, your tea won't be too weak. Yeah, okay. you can do the same thing with coffee too. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. So I, I only like I only like my coffee one way hot. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, like... I didn't think about coffee. I know you can do iced coffee. I don't care for iced coffee either. Oh, iced coffee's good. Well, a lot of people like it. I don't. Yeah. How big so, of a footprint is this new machine going to have compared to? I think mine is like I think I have like the forty-eight ounce. I think it was what it probably does. If you drink a lot of coffee, it's nice to have the bigger reservoir. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's still about 13 inches tall. And this reservoir on either one of the Supremes is movable. If you don't want it on the side, if that doesn't meet your counter space 
uh, area well enough. You can turn the machine upside down when it's out of water, of course, and move that reservoir around to the back. Well, that's an interesting concept. So you ended up with the Supreme Plus. Yes, because it had the bigger reservoir. Only, and, and we still got 48 K-cups, and we got to choose the kind we wanted, which was nice. Hmm. I like hot chocolate in, in the uh, Keurig, and sometimes they gave me Swiss Miss hot chocolate once uh, when I ordered it from QVC. Well, they gave me at least two K-cups of that. That was good. It is good. Yeah, it's good, but it's just not strong enough. Well, do a smaller cup. Yeah, if you cut the size, it'll be stronger. That's what I do for mine. Mm. Let, me, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Go ahead. I didn't even mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. You could probably use the strong button on that and uh, make it a little better. I hope they're going to make a reservoir that big in the one that makes an actual pot of coffee, too. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, one thing I, I have a question about, Dave. Let's say I was going on a trip and I was going to be away and I emptied the Keurig tank out. Not not the you know the reservoir. There's nothing in the reservoir. I clean it out of it. But there's always some water left in the Keurig even after you after you have an empty tank. There's always a bit because they they have to prime it somehow. How do you get rid of that water? Um, actually, what I found. <laughs> it's funny you asked about that because I just did this the other day just because I wanted to see what would happen. I took the tank of the reservoir off of the Keurig and where the, you know, I, if you look where the where the container goes down onto the Keurig, there's a round opening there and there's a little thing in the middle, a little button like in the middle. And what I did is I held that button down, put a glass underneath the, the you know, where it normally would go and pressed the, you know, one of the brew sizes. Sure enough, that water came out of there. To kind of trick the Keurig thinking it had the tank on there. Leave it to you, Dave. Necessity is the mother of invention, you know? I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I... <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that because you might want to put the the machine away for, you know, a while. And, yeah, we, yeah, we will put this one away for a while unless we can... You know, maybe somebody might need it. I well, yeah, know. because you don't want to have water evaporate in there because it's only going to get it's only going to cause mineral buildup in the machine. You're going to have to clean the machine anyway. So if you get all the water out of it as best as possible, right, that would be the way to do it. You know, because um, yeah, you could descale the machine if you have to and stuff like that. But you don't have to want to. You don't want to do that if you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm probably the worst curate owner ever because I've never done anything except for just water in it and let it make coffee and had this one for several years now you've been lucky i haven't had a problem either i clean it every so often but the big thing is if you always leave water in it and you're always running it then then and you don't you know, i don't think you have the mineral built up like you do if you if you don't run it and i use it all the time so the one thing about this new one they tell me now i don't know if i believe it we don't have it yet they tell me there's not a, an option to disable the power shutoff, but they say that what turns it back on is lifting the lid. And it doesn't take much time for it. You know, like if you have it off and you turn it on, you got to wait till the thing heats up. It, it heats really fast. So is it constantly begin heating your water? Uh, what was that? Was it constantly heating the water? I don't know. I would doubt it. I bet it does like the other one, and it takes a few minutes to heat. Yeah. I, I would I don't imagine. Know. We'll find out. I would imagine that that's what it would be. You'll probably hear a demo on it next week. 
You know, when I had my original Keurig, it seemed like it always, every so often it would always reheat the tank. But, but the new one I have now, the one the case select, it never makes any noise whatsoever. I, I can run that thing all day, and I never turn it off. It's running 24 hours a day, and I don't hear it uh, heating up the water all the time. It seems to only heat it when it needs to. I don't know. We, we never turned ours off either. So right, it, it only pulls less than an amp, so you don't have to worry about So how many cups of... Uh, how many cups of that easy, big easy coffee do you? Well, in? my doctor said I probably should cut down on my coffee. I was drinking five or six a day, but I've cut it down to three cups a day now. Do you get those big twelve ounce mugs? Yeah, <laughs> Dave. Don't, that's an evil laugh, Dave. You know that. <laughs> so, I, I see Dave Meyer. He had a question about the sports. You don't have to do anything special. Um, it's on the station schedule, and it's under talk shows. You can find it there. There's a link, and it's also a podcast. So there's, and you just type in sports lounge live, and you can subscribe to the podcast or go to the uh, sports thing under talk our talk shows, and you'll find Sports Lounge Live to listen to Sports Lounge Live. You know, I'm going to bring this up just because we have a minute. Um, I know I talked a little bit this morning um, about uh, Ham Radio, um, Ham Nation, uh, the podcast. There was a lot of information this week on there about uh, radio. In fact, um, they had some talk about uh, Katie K-D-K-A-F-M or A-M? Well, yeah, they just got a new FM signal. Well, they, they were talking about their 100th anniversary. Right. Um, they were talking about that. They were also talking about uh, a disc jockey by the name of Gator. Uh, and, what's the uh, name of the podcast? Ham Nation. Ham Nation? Yep. Is that written as one word or two words? Um, good question. Well, I'll I don't know. I found that on YouTube, so... Um, but it's a good show. There's a lot of good uh, information on there. There's, you know, a lot of good, uh, you know, there's some ham radio stuff in there, but it's mostly stuff that, you know, we can all use. Well, hey, we've, ham radio is a very valuable resource. Hey, before we go, we're getting very late, but we need to have a little recipe no matter well, what. Because it's getting cool outside in many places and where it isn't, it probably will before too long, at least most places. I'm going to do today the overnight oatmeal recipe for your slow cooker or your Instant Pot. It is one cup of steel cut or regular oats, not the quick oats, four cups of water, one quarter cup brown sugar or brown sugar substitute, one tablespoon of butter or margarine, which is optional, one teaspoon of vanilla, one teaspoon of cinnamon. The first thing you do is spray the bottom and the about two inches up on the side of your slow cooker with nonstick spray, or you can butter it, or you can use just a tiny bit of oil. You combine all of the ingredients in your slow cooker. You cook on low for four to eight hours, depending on your preference. I like four to five, but so I use the delay setting on the Instant Pot, and I have it start about two o'clock in the morning. And some variations are that you can add up to one cup of dried fruit or raisins before cooking. You can add one chopped fresh apple before cooking. Or you can add 
take instead of vanilla vanilla use maple flavoring and stir in a teaspoon of maple powder before you cook and you can make uh, brown sugar maple or after it's cooked and you serve it into bowls you can top it with fresh fruit or drained canned fruit or butter and preserves and you can drizzle it with honey you can do all kinds of things to it we really like the maple and brown sugar version and it's it's good on a cold morning very good that sounds good beats the heck out of maple <laughs> just to, that after shoveling snow yeah yeah right two quick things here um jr thank you for being here today and come back and come back and come back when you can because you make a great addition so thank Thanks. you and secondly i've thought about this the demo for the six dot will be out in a few days on some people say i confuse things when we put them up on the same day but they will be up there uh in a day or two so we want people to get the original coffee club but if they want the demo for the, it'll it'll be up there so there you go and for jr um bill will tell you the checks in the mail but don't believe it hey i've already paid off your mortgage i don't even know what you're complaining I, about i see a legend radio position that is no longer available no i'm just kidding Tim. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but we've i think i'll fly into some warmer weather while tim's dealing with the snow <laughs> i don't blame but, you bill but we'll give him a hard time anyway. Anybody else have anything before we and on Tim's time here? Well, I guess not. I want to thank. Well, thank, I will say that everybody gets a free taco on uh, the twenty eighth. Taco about, Bell. Oh, free tacos on the twenty eighth. Yeah, because of uh, oh, I can't think of his name. This stole the base. <laughs> oh. Someone for the Dodgers. Oh, okay. Second beat. Well, very, very good. Well, enjoy the World Series. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Just be safe because we want to keep you around, okay? Have a good one.